0: Superflex City. Oh, what a feeling to be dancing in the city. I wish I could belt that out and sing it. I've got a very special guest here today. Excited, as always, to talk to you, Mark. I've got Mark Schofield, quarterback guru, cat lover. Is that, is that all you do? <laughs> What's up, Swag? It's great to be with you. I do a bunch of things, but lately I have found
1: on Twitter that photos of my two cats are bringing people joy um and anybody that knows my history with cats my previous our previous cat presley uh who passed away a couple summers ago when we lived in our old house that had it was a split level with two sets of wooden like hardwood floor stairs presley would love to dive at my ankles um and i always joked i would put up pictures about you know he's trying to murder me he's gonna murder me and one day he almost did he actually did get me and i went You know, head over heels Down the stairs, landed on the bottom stair Right on my back, cracked a rib And since then, now I'm putting up Photos of these two new cats, Sunny and Rosie And everybody's just like, yeah They're going to kill you someday. And it's become like I have so many shade. I you know this. I have so many strange little brands on Twitter from Toto, from Scrubs, from obviously the quarterback stuff. Yeah. But these two cats have become like an integral part of the brand that I've built, which I guess it's going to work. So I'm excited about it. It brings people joy. People love cat pictures. So, yeah, So And, and it helps.
0: jokes aside, like you said, you do do a ton You've got the SCO show right at USA Today um, Help me out at this point Just, I mean, you do a ton
1: USA Today, uh, the SCO show over at Pat's Pulpit uh, I do some stuff over at Bleeding Green uh, Over at SB Nation as well a Big review View over at SB Nation Matt Waldman and I do some stuff <laughs> together from time to time I contribute over at Football Guys I mean, yeah, I'm kind of everywhere uh, but it's fun because it prevents me from like being a lawyer again, which you know I'm coming up on I think seven years of not practicing law and shit. I actually had a nightmare like two nights ago about practicing law, so that's a good reminder that I shouldn't be anywhere near a courtroom. So if I'm still anxious about it, so yeah, I get to yeah, I'll see write about football
0: tweets from time to time, like whether it's uh, some kind of law ad or something that somebody said within a different office and you're just kind of like oh this I, i'm not quoting you by any means but kind of like i can feel that it brings you a certain nightmare type feeling and how yeah, glad yeah, you are I mean, look, to be I away from I am
1: years removed from practice at law but i still probably at least once a month have nightmares about that old life um and yeah i'm, I'm pleased as pie to not be at law anymore um What's interesting, though, is I will still get contacted by legal headhunters being like, hey, are you looking for a law job? And I'm just like, wow, really, really? Have you have you seen me anywhere near a courtroom like anytime soon? And one actually contacted me about going back to my old firm. And I'm just like, absolutely not. No, absolutely. No. And I don't think they'd want me back anyway. So I, I think
0: it's often <laughs> not the, the same mark. No, no. So. As you know, as everybody who's listening knows, we're here to talk a little bit about the Scott Fishbowl and kind of the music side of it and what music has meant to, to you, to us. Um, you are picking at 109. You picked a division. Was that the first division you picked? No, it was actually third. So third. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So because was- you're first, second and third my
1: first was and it didn't make it and scott basically said look if a if a band only got one or two or maybe three nominations like it wasn't going to be a division it was toto like i had to right that's the brand africa by toto and so that was my first selection and it didn't make the cut and so when i saw that my second selection was Pink floyd holding this up love the little book Pink floyd all the songs this is fantastic, like huge, massive work on Pink Floyd, which is probably, you know, uh, I don't want to say a second love that because as we can huge, talk about yeah. it a second, um, my musical tastes are all over the place. But Pink Floyd was my next pick. Um, but that obviously got filled up. Scott Simpson, um, he's in there. I know a lot of great people in that d- division. So Def Leppard was was three. That was my third choice. And i mean Def Leppard. It's been a, a fun mix of people so far in our little group chat. Um I, I am a huge Def Leppard fan as well. I remember, um, remember years ago, um, actually, when they came back after Hysteria, they released their next album. Uh, when i was in middle school i remember let's get rocked was like the premiere where they premiered and debuted that video on mtv it was like a rush home to see it moment for me it was like 10 or 11 at the time i saw them a couple years ago my wife and i we saw them in downtown baltimore with tesla and poison opening for them which was just incredible wow Um, brett michaels man he still has a legitimate incredible amount of energy like Def Leppard was fantastic, don't get me wrong, but Mer- Brett Michaels, bad. Yeah. So much energy from that, dude. And I, it was one of those concerts where it was nice to not be the oldest people there. Like a lot of shows my wife and I go to. Like we saw uh, Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake a couple of summers ago. At dude, I, saw that. I went and to that tour. tour. It was such a great that, tour. That seems like more such than a couple of summers ago. Yeah, Did I think care? it was like <laughs> 2014, I okay. think. Yeah. And maybe thirteen, dude. That tour that was a fantastic fast. show. That was a fantastic show. But we were, I think, the oldest people there. A crowd of like you know fifty thousand people.
0: Yeah, um, I can see that. And but you, you look good for your age. And well, thanks, maybe buddy. that's what you're experiencing at the Poison and Def Leppard show too. Is yeah, not all I of mean, those old rockers like years of smoking and drinking right. and all of that stuff does catch up with it you. It catches
1: up with you. I mean, those those, those that those forty five years might be a, a tougher forty five. Um, yeah. Oh, no, but, you know, who else did we see recently? We saw um, Bare Naked Ladies. They were okay. fantastic, So you all over the place. I love that. Like, I used to joke, Shane, like, years ago that, like, you know, people would ask me what kind of music you listen to, like, at a party or whatever, and I'd be like, anything but country or, or classical. I'll listen to anything yeah. else. Even that's out the window. Like, you go through my Amazon Prime playlist. You go through, like, downloaded albums and stuff. You've got a ton of country on there now. You've got a ton of classical. Like, I will pretty much listen to anything. Um, and so when Scott announced music, I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like it doesn't matter what division I get dumped into. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, Def Leppard, I mean, I'm a huge, huge Def Leppard fan. I remember, um, summer going into like seventh or eighth grade. I forget exactly what summer it was. We were living in Boston at the time my family was, and we took like three weeks and drove Boston all the way up to Cody, Wyoming and back like almost a cross country trip. In a two-door Toyota Celica You know, my parents, my brother and I um, And, you know The Hysteria album um, by Def Leppard Was one of the things I had in my Walkman And so, you know, I'll hear Love Bites, I'll hear Animal, Armageddon It um, obviously pour some sugar on me and my yeah. mind is instantly like driving through cornfields in Nebraska like I'm transported to that oh moment. yeah and, and so you know music huge <laughs> part of my life um, and, and so yeah this year in the SFB I'm totally i love that. that and
0: uh, cassette tapes they would get to the point where you you would kind of know where to spin it to you could put your finger in or pencil yeah. in there or rewind it long enough or fast forward because you kind of know where the songs ended in that or you area. can see That's like all on had. the
1: cassette the, t- the physical tape itself would get worn down and so yep. you know like okay these are the songs that i listen to all the time yeah you know, Hysteria is an album that I could listen to top to bottom. I mean, I think it's yeah. great tracks, all the tracks on it. But, like, yeah, you're exactly right. You would see the physical album. Yeah. I mean, physical tape get worn down.
0: Yeah. So, for me, I'm glad you brought up Poison because Poison, so a little bit younger – I remember, um, so it was a couple albums later, like after look what the cat dragged in, but poison open up and say, ah, that was probably one of my first three cassette tapes that I owned as a kid. And I remember like kind of feeling kind of hardcore. Oh, for, for yeah, I mean, that. I
1: always I tell my wife that when we went to that show, I was like, man, when we were, cause like open up and say, ah, that was like sixth and seventh grade for me. And I remember, like you said, listening to that, you're like, man, this is out there. It, this, this is, this is. This yeah. is not stuff the parents want their kids listening to. And right. Now it's like pop bubblegum stuff.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's yeah. it's
1: incredible how much the landscape has shifted. But you know, for you younger kids out there, um, Poison was like hardcore when they yeah. came out. Like and it's it, good it was. Stuff. It's really good stuff. It 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 you know it stands the test of time. Like Poison, Bon Jovi, like all those sort of like eighties mm-hmm. like you'd say hair band type groups. Yeah. That stuff, like, it's still – I, I, I was working out this morning, living on a prayer. It was all my workout mix. It is all my workout
0: mix. Yeah. It, 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 it stands it test at time. It's good stuff. Yeah, like, every time you hear that stuff. And even, like, Def Leppard, back to them, it kind of brings me – like, I can't tell you how many times I was sitting down – air drumming with just with one arm behind my back. Oh, yeah. We wanted to be like that one arm drummer and you're just like, this dude's amazing, you know? Right. (laughs) And that's why like
1: you see Def Leppard in concert. Like I've obviously been to not a ton of shows, but a good number of them. It's rare that you have a dedicated camera for the video screen on the drummer. Like usually they'll cut to the drummer here and there, but they always have one dedicated to Rick Allen because watching him is incredible. Like, the way they rigged his drum set, so he does so much with pedals, yeah. and obviously he just has the one arm. And, you know, I remember when that accident happened and there was a lot of speculation, that, look, they, you can't have a drummer with one arm. Like, it's impossible. And the band was like, no, we're going to find a way to make this work. And, you know, he, and you know what? He's an artist, too. Wow, yeah, I didn't like, know that. Like, he, he does oil paintings, and in Mon- Montgomery Mall here in Montgomery County, Maryland, down in Bethesda, they have this little, like, in one corner of the mall, this like little art gallery and his paintings were on display there for a while. And I went to see them and they're pretty good.
0: Huh? That's pretty sweet. And I've never, yeah. I've never been lucky enough to see Def Leppard live. Um, do you remember your first concert? My first technical concert was the
1: Juds at the okay. Grand Ole Opry. It was another summer trip with my parents Um, We were, you know, at Grendel Dorpree and we saw the judge and I was like, you know, seven or eight But I was intrigued, it was was kind of Fun, Um, you know, as far As my, like, first, try to remember Like, first, the first ones that I have, like Real memories of from, like, high school days I remember Guns N' Roses Metallica That was a fun show, wow Um, Horde Fest, one of the first like Horde Fests. I had a ton of fun at that. Um, you had like Black Crows were there, uh, Blues Traveler. Um, that was a fun little show. Yeah.
0: I, I talked to uh Jennifer Akins. Yeah, and she mentioned Horde Fests, and I do remember those, but never I didn't go to one of them.
1: Yeah. Um, one of my favorite shows was Ben Folds, not just not Ben Folds five, just Ben Folds at a small venue in downtown Boston, just hemming a piano. Uh, and that was absolutely fantastic. Um, he's just such an incredibly talented musician. Um, some of my favorite shows, I mean, uh, Bare Naked Ladies was fun, and that was a couple of summers ago uh, because it was in a venue, Inner Harbor, Baltimore, and there were some people that were parked on their yachts sort of watching the show, but they didn't buy a ticket. And They were just roasting them from the stage, like all these rich people, just making fun of them. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> um, it was another good show. Saw two summers ago right before sort of like not right before covid but before covid at the national harbor here in maryland aerosmith was in residence oh nice and you want to talk about somebody that still has energy like steven tyler i you know i, I forget exactly how old he is right now but man Dude, like still hits old, every he note seemed
0: old to me as a kid when like aerosmith pump came out like yeah. he seemed old to me then
1: yeah but, like, you know, like, still hits every mm-hmm. note. And look, Aerosmith, they recorded one of their albums in Waltham, the, the town I grew up outside outside Boston. Um, so, like, that's a band that I've been, you know, obviously huge fans of. Like, Dream On, one of my favorite songs of all time. And they performed at the Encore. And it was just incredible. Um, hey, so, yeah. You know, Huge fan of Aerosmith, too. And
0: you hold some of that stuff. Like, music has a way... Like, you even mentioned driving across the country yeah. listening to Def Leppard and how it kind of becomes intimate to you in some of those moments that you have, like, for better, for worse.
1: Oh, and what's not. interesting now is, you know, with two kids, my son... We're recording this on a Thursday. My son turns 10 today. And... We were driving to his baseball practice a couple of weeks ago and I was listening to an 80 station. I forget exactly what song was on, but we were listening to an 80 station. My son was finally like, dad, why do people think 80s music was good? Like, it's not good. <laughs> and so I started telling him about how, like, look, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to start pairing, songs with moments like whether it's school whether it's sports whether it's friends whether it's girlfriends whatever like you're going to start pairing that stuff and nostalgia is why people think 80s music is good it's not that the song like like we've talked about some stuff holds up some stuff doesn't some stuff you wouldn't listen to if it came out today but you'll listen to it now because it transports you back to that moment whether it's you know, a, a game of your own, or a you party, may have been or too friends, close-minded or,
0: to enjoy it in the moment when it came right. out. But now you listen to it, and you're like, "Wow, this is a like, really good song." Go
1: to. I was driving yesterday, and I was flipping channels, and a new kids on the block song came on. And as a kid growing up in Boston, I didn't like new kids on the block. Like I thought it was garbage. I hated right. it, but I listened to the song because it transported me back to Mike Moriarty's birthday party in sixth grade because we were listening to those songs nice. and like dancing and talking about our crushes
0: and all that stuff because
1: the girls listened the, the to that The big music. round
0: new kids on the black yeah. pants that the girls yeah. were all wearing around with their favorite. Exactly. But, but that's it.
1: That's what you're talking. That's exactly what you're talking about. Like yep. you, you wouldn't like that music in the moment, but you hear it now and it Instantly transport you back to a time And yes, there's nostalgia Yes, there's as, you know, Don Draper would say The pain from an old wound It brings you back to those moments And yeah. they might not all be happy moments But they remind you of what life once was And what you thought it
0: could be years down the road Yeah. New Kids on the Block puts me in Skate World in Traverse City, Michigan. Oh, there you go. Like very, very young age, you know, like skating around, like with sometimes on school field trips or like going there after school. And um, but Skate World, that was what it was called in Traverse City. And that's that's where it takes me.
1: Or it's like, and I'm I'm sure you had something similar, but. Stairway to heaven was the final song to every school dance in middle school stairway to heaven which it's while, it's not a yeah it's not like the the most like you know high school middle school dance friendly song, but I hear that I'm instantly back at Kennedy middle School in the gym like regardless of where I am regardless of what I'm doing that's exactly where my mind goes yeah and no good memories bad memories, memories all the way across the spectrum but yep. that's the power of music and the other thing about music is and, and I've talked a lot about you know mental health and anxiety and all that stuff, music can transform your mood in an instant. Like, you know, yesterday I was struggling a little bit, but um, a couple of different songs came on that I was listening to. Like, what is it? Um, There was a song that I was listening to spirits by, I forget the name of the band, but it instantly pulled me out of that bad mood, instantly pulled me out of of it. And that's also the power of music.
0: Yeah. You know, it can like alter your mood for better or worse, hopefully for better in a heartbeat. Absolutely. If I have the opportunity, anytime I, before I record a podcast, I, I try to listen to some music just to change my, my brain a little bit and the chemicals flowing and um, my mood a little yeah. bit even if i'm in a good mood i mean honestly like i try to just kind of go somewhere else a little bit if i have that opportunity and those are the times where i feel most comfortable at the beginning of a podcast like um cuz truth is i've done this a lot um, but every time there's a little bit of social anxiety at the beginning for me, no matter how many times I do it at the beginning, but after that gets through, I mean, I'm just fine and, and I, and I hide it pretty well, but if I listen to music, I'm just that much more ready and prepared. It's yeah. my shots of whiskey before the show. Right.
1: I mean, it's, it's like, you know, people talk about walk-up music. People talk about pregame music. People talk about, oh, what do you listen to before games? If there's like that, you know, people don't talk about like hype up books, I mean, maybe some people would read a book before a high school football game, but that wasn't me. I mean, for me, it was Phil Collins in the air tonight. I mean, that's a song. You know, every Friday night locker room had that song play. Like, I don't know if Phil Collins imagined when he sat down and wrote that, that it would become the anthem of, like, high school football players in the 90s. But that's exactly what happened because, you know, I I hear it now and I'm back at Waltham High in the U and I'm, you know, head down – getting into it because you're about to play in front of a couple thousand people on Friday yeah. night. And that's the song you listen to.
0: Yeah. And same with like some of like the queen and some of the stuff that Freddie Mercury did. You're just kind of like, wow, did he realize how right. did he think, this like this was? You know, like how this all worked together? Like,
1: right. We will rock you. We are the champions. That's a, that's Queens. Another band that I absolutely love. And yeah, I was in London in like 2008 and we went to a queen, um, show like they had wow. a show that was wasn't Queen itself it was like you know a stage show where they yeah. use the music of Queen and it was like this set you know like future dystopian world but like the music of Queen like was what united people to rise up and it was an incredible show um, and yeah I mean Freddie Mercury I mean I remember the tribute concert I recorded that mm-hmm. on like a VHS tape and like would listen to it over and over again you know that's something else that you know, during our lifetime, like Live Aid, um, you know, the Freddie Mercury tribute concerts, some other like big shows like that that, you know, moved people that changed their minds. Like, what about the Monsters of Rock tour in the Soviet Union? You had yeah. like the speculation is almost a million people, like some airbase with Metallica. But um, people think that that contributed to the fall of the Berlin Wall because people are like, we want to hear this music. I mean, that's the power of music, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's what's so awesome about it. So any any pyromania going on in the 109 chat <laughs> that we should know about? No, not yet.
1: I mean, the 109 is such a weird spot in this draft. Um, you know, looking at various boxes that are out there, I'm very intrigued about how it's going to flip because you get got that third round, fourth round flipping the, the, the order. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough. Scott's always so inventive. <laughs> <weird. laughs> yeah. With, with some of these, and this is one of the new that and the kickers this year. I, I kickers, yeah, obviously the two biggest sort of twists. Um, you know, I, 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 it's one of those things you're gonna have to like react to it on the fly. Um, now maybe my results sort of speak for themselves when I say that I don't always do a metric, you know, ton of prep going in because you have to sort of have that flexibility to adjust. Like, you know, last year I really sort of went in because I was in the 107 last year, and that was like prime tight end spot, and I. I you know, I, I ended up with Kelsey in the 107. Um, so I was kind of walked into that mode. Anyway, this year I, I'm going in with a much more open mind because I've seen a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, Kyler Murray is a pretty popular pick in the 109 from some mocks I've seen. Um, you know, maybe receiver there, maybe running back there, you know, but you really just sort of have to see because this is one of those formats that, you know, fortune favors the bold. I mean, you've got a with the sheer number of people that are playing, like if you want to really take a run at this, That you've got to do some things that might, you know, really pay off or might make you crash and burn. And so you have to be able to adjust to what happens in those first eight picks in front of you.
0: Yeah, there, there almost has to be some luck to go your way in something I mean, so yeah, huge.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think this is my fifth FSB, SFB,
0: Um, and I've made the
1: playoffs like twice. I don't know why Scott keeps asking me back. To be honest, (laughs) Um, maybe it's because I'm just fun to have around. I don't know, but got to be it. You, you, you just you have to go in expected to lose uh, because of the sheer number of people and the the great football minds, the men and women that are in this uh, right. And and just just some some of the world's best. It's just a huge event. The the charity side. It's a charity thing. And my favorite thing about this every year is the sort of the one oh nine nine group chat or the Def Leppard group chat, because I'm meeting people and coming across shows, coming across, you know, analysts that I didn't know that I didn't know of before. Yeah. And, and like, that's one of my favorite nights, like, you know, and, and every year the group chats are fun. Like you get to, you know, get exposed to new people, new content, men and women that are created some cool stuff that you didn't know about going in. That's my favorite part of this, that and the charity side. And, you know, the pot like I love those guys. I was on the first year they did it. I'll be on again, July 5th at 1 p.m. I think, um, shortly nice. before or after Matthew Berry. But, you know, and that's the other thing, like to see, the Matthew Barry's of the world buy into this and yep. you know, make it the event it is. And obviously the work that Scott himself has done like right, to, yeah. to make this the event it is. It's, it's such a fun thing. I look forward to it every year. You know, I, I get think s-
0: about it every time I'm a little bit, and, and this is such like, but honestly, I think about it every time like it's draft season and we're starting up our leagues and I'm commissioned two or three leagues and everybody's kind of a pain in the ass. And I'm just like, can you imagine everything that Scott fish has to do with 1900 1900- plus of us this year. Yeah. like extending up and what he really has to go through and how well he holds it all together.
1: It, 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 and this is just one of the many leagues he runs. Yeah. I mean I I don't know how he does it. I honestly don't. I mean, either he like mainlines caffeine, or just has some clones. Like, is it a is it a Rick and Morty situation? Like, are there like fifteen <laughs> different Scots running around doing all this? We just don't know. I mean, I don't know, but he, he's a credit to this entire industry. Like, uh, I think it's it, it's impossible to find someone with a genuine bad thing to say about that man. And yeah. for those of you that say bad things about him, like rethink it check yourself like scott's a genuinely great human being
0: for all that he does you know i i totally agree with you i would even take it one step further and and if if you if you have a bad thing to say about anybody or it may you might not know them like maybe maybe reach out to them and and get to know them yeah there have been a lot of people that i didn't know so well and then i enjoy them more once i'm either talking to them or i've actually given them an opportunity to to talk to me more and explain themselves a lot of times in twitter like you're probably taking somebody wrong if you're getting mad i don't think too many of us wake up and want to go out there and piss people off on twitter no no i, and I hope not
1: twitter and we shay we talked about this before the show like twitter is like i consider it a necessary evil of what we do like you have to do it you have to be on there you have to like promote your stuff you have to like and, and there are good things that twitter does i'm here on this show with you absolutely and our relationship is absolutely because of twitter. i mean i, I are, truly
0: believe that more positive things have come from my life than twitter than the negative but we just glorify the negative because of the way it affects us in the chemicals that are released in that those moments versus like, the positive ones yeah. but the negative I, stuff sucks
1: man it does and, and, and negativity on twitter you know, it, it's impacted me. Like I've said earlier that I was in a bad mood. Strumbellas, by the way, spirits by the strumbellas was the song. It was triggered by something on Twitter. It set me sort of down this, this dark road. Um, and it, it can have that effect on you. And for all the like, likes and retweets and great interactions, like what bad interaction will outweigh all the good. Yeah. Um, but it's a good reminder. Twitter isn't really real. I mean, you can walk away from it. You can put it down. You can delete the app. Like, I, when you go on vacation, as I'm doing in a couple of days, like delete the app. You don't have to look at it. Like if something bad happens, like chances are somebody will be able to get in touch with you. Like if you're suddenly getting roasted in the on the timeline, like because you're RG3 putting out videos of your, your wife working out, like people will get in touch with you and let you know. Like you don't right. have to be glued to it. Um, yep. And the RG3 thing is a good lesson that you can always stop tweeting. Like, yep. You don't have to tweet through it, kids.
0: Right, or, or even even like Cole Beasley last week. Like you, yeah. You don't have to keep talking to people, and like you can no. just walk. I mean, away. and I,
1: I do think that part of that shade <laughs> is like we all have this tendency to just dig in. Like, our instant reaction when we make a mistake is to just dig in or double down. Like, Jay Williams, who had the tweet out when the Celtics named their new head coach, you know, congratulated him as the first coach of color, where it's like they've had Bill Russell and Casey Jones and Doc Rivers. Like, he's not the first coach of color, right. coach of the Boston Celtics. And he comes out later and says, well, I didn't tweet that. My phone was, like, hacked or whatever. It's like, just admit you, had a, you made a mistake and, right. like, you know, have some fun with it. Roast yourself on the timeline, like – yeah.
0: Uh, accountability is hard yeah. for people. It's, to it take is hard. Um, so They always kind of want to push it to another place instead of just accept it and realize what we can learn from it. Even like when we have to eat crow, right?
1: I mean, yeah. that's why, like what, when Jay Williams put up that tweet saying that you know he was you know hacked or whatever, he didn't tweet it. it he changed his passcode. My immediate thing was regarding those Brett rippon tweets you saw from me a couple of years ago. I did not send them, and my passcode has now been changed because I took it as a, a chance to make fun of myself. Because mm-hmm. look. Right. In in fantasy football, in football analysis, you know, whatever angle you're doing around this game, you're not going to get things right all the time. You're not even going to get things right like half of the time. Like you're going to make mistakes. Not even the best the best. Yeah. And I've always found myself like if I see somebody that puts a take out there and they get it wrong and they point that out and make some fun of themselves or whatever, just own it. I'll go back and keep reading that person's work if he or she's going to own up to some mistakes. I give their later opinions credit because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well well I, I truly appreciate you coming on and talking some music with me, a little bit of Scott Fishbowl. The draft is gonna be coming soon. Um, yeah. I'm gonna rock out to some poison when we get out of here, to be Do honest it. with you. Um tell them who you are again and everywhere to find you and and truly appreciate you, dude. Oh,
1: Shane, always love coming on with you. always love when I get a chance to catch up. Um you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Schoolfield. Uh, USA Today's Touchdown Wire, um, football guys, Matt Waldman's RSP, a couple different SB Nation websites. Um, but on Twitter at Mark Schofield, you would get a lot of cat pictures. Um, but cat pictures are fun. They're fun. And they're enjoyable content, especially here in the summertime.
0: You, you do very well with it. I've I never do. seen somebody I mean, do cats like you.
1: It's because, you know, I, first of all, I always have the phone nearby. And so I'm able to catch some of these moments. Um, but like, you know, the other day I was just sort of sitting around and one of them, Sunny, was just – she gets very clingy like during the afternoon. I don't know why. And she was like pawing at me, and had her head on my shoulder. And so I took a picture of it and it was perfect for National Selfie Day. And so I put that tweet out with, you know – I didn't even caption, know about
0: National Selfie Day. Apparently that, that was a thing. And
1: so I, I put that out. With How a, do you keep
0: up with all of this?
1: Again – um there's there's a lot of stuff, but you scroll through the timeline and you see the hashtags. And I thought, oh, this would be a good picture for it. So I put the caption up, you know, take the picture, Human, and people
0: like it. So uh, check it Loved it. <sighs> Appreciate you, dude. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. This is at Superflex City. We are we're we're hey dancing man, in the city. Oh, what a feeling when you're game. dancing in the city. That's hey what it was. Man, there you go. Girl, Appreciate you, dude. Hey, you too, buddy. hey man,
1: it's a show in the a-